going to get my reporter badge in. <laughs> so welcome to this week's edition of ULI Borough. And we've got a really special guest, I'm glad to say, myself and Dom. We're joined by a world-renowned, but also side, and that's the important bit, I think, artist, Mackenzie Thorpe. Mackenzie, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. You're, no, you're more than welcome. It's 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 just a joy. Thanks. It's a great chance to chat about your kind of lifelong love of Middlesbrough, Teesside, and of course the borough, and the way that it's um you know it's framed your art, and obviously it's a big big part of, of what you do. So, um, I guess the best way to start is um just talking a little bit about your kind of background and upbringing in in borough because you're you're very much kind of borough born and bred, aren't you? It's uh it's right from yeah. the word. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's really nice. Um, a few weeks ago, I was in um, Key West doing an exhibition, and a couple came in from Birmingham, Billingham, <laughs> and they said, "Hey, you haven't lost your accent." And I, no, I mean I'm not going to either. <laughs> um, yeah, I grew up on St Paul's Road at the beginning, right nice. down off Newport Road. Yeah, and it's a really heavy area. You had bombed houses around that haven't been repaired or pulled down, so it was all all that. Well, actually, the the house that we lived in, I think there was like six in a small terrace. Then you had older houses. Yeah, them six were new ones because of landed there. So they built these new ones, and my grandma got in there. And so I was born there, seventeenth of December, nineteen fifty-six, seven thirty in the morning. I can, <laughs> I, can remember, I can remember it. And um, in, the, in the house was grandma. It's like a two and a half bedroomed house, right? And a living room and a kitchen. And it was grandma and granddad, Uncle John, Uncle Chris, Uncle Michael, Auntie Ellen, Auntie Kath, Uncle Lawrence, my dad, my mum, and me, right? And Dr. Croft was stood by the fire. Right. So that's what it was like when I grew up, right? And wow. so painting goalposts on the side of a wall to play football, you know, um, going down the butchers to get some feathers to play cowboys and Indians, um, which we took very seriously. Um, I love I tell I tell this story in America. I love doing it. Um, so go to the butchers and get the feathers and put them in your hair and get a tea towel, sit down the front like this. And I always remember going to Kathy Bethford's next door. She's a really big woman, right? She opens the door. What do you want? <laughs> like this. I've done a drawing of it. And <laughs> I'm stuck there like that with, with the feathers in me. And I go, I'm, what, I had Michael coming out to play, right? And I went, Like, that get silly, son. And we put bricks around the, in St. Paul's Road, or the common where, where it was bombed and cleared. We put bricks there, make a little fire, and there's about five or six of us sitting there, right? Eight o'clock at night on a summer's night. We took it so seriously. Come <laughs> forward on, on 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 the television on a Sunday afternoon. It was just like magic. Yeah. <laughs> All of that was going on, you know. Doing <laughs> the searches still remains my favourite movie. Um. Before we started thinking about today and, and doing this, and it's it's a kind of funny thing. You don't really, when you're growing up, I don't think you take much notice or appreciate what you've actually got. It's yeah. always what you haven't got. So we didn't have holidays. We didn't have a car. 
ever in my growing up, ever. Yeah. Even yeah. my mum and dad didn't even have a car. Um, we had like two or three holidays. No, it was hardly anything went on. Yeah. And then you come away from it. So I went to London in 1979. Or eight, yeah, 79. And the first thing I drew was a guy in the steelworks. I actually did it, it was eight, eight foot by four foot painting. The day I arrived, right? I had my paints with me. The Middlesbrough College gave me a big box of paints to when yeah. I left. And I went down there. My mum gave me a corned beef sandwich and a 10 pound note, and I got on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Six o'clock in the morning, went straight to the college, signed in, went to the lumber yard, got this piece of hardboard, started painting on it. And about half past four in the afternoon, this woman called Kay Cox, I never forget her because of this. She came and she said, You staying tonight? Oh. She said, right, you can come round my house. And it was the first time I drank a glass of red wine and spaghetti bolognese. Yeah. <laughs> so, and now it's 66. There's so much in my pantry of Middlesbrough. I don't really? have to go anywhere else. I could just paint the borough over and over and over again. Right? Yes. Look at the stories. I've got millions of them. You know, I worked as a baker. I worked in a, in a foundry. I worked on a boat on the river carrying TNT. Right? The stories I've got to tell you about that. Right? I can uh, imagine, yeah. 11 pounds a week and an extra 5p for each ton. And with 300 tonners. And then I worked in the shipyard with my dad. And that was like coming a man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I saw my dad, my dad said, I'm just going to the toilet. Well, you had his little cabin on the dock and he walked out. So I walked out at the same time, but I went in a different direction. Then I saw him going over the fence, over the railway line. Right? So I followed him. And there he was in the pub in South Bank. And I walked in, what the hell are you doing in here? <laughs> I was 17. And he sat down and he got me a double, double maxim. Happy days. <laughs> There were great stories. You went in that pub, the junction, and on an afternoon, and you'd have half pint, pint glasses full by half in a long line, about 25 of them, right? Yeah, and a yeah. bottle next to each one to top it up. And it all came out of an ice cream freezer, right? <laughs> from an ice cream van, right? And you just go, woof, and go back to work. And then you grow up, you really grow up, you know? Yeah. It's so good. Even now, I, I, I know. Um, do you live in Brighton now? Is it? Do you, is yeah, right? home. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you can still see and obviously sense that kind of fierce pride of, of where you're from. Of, of oh, what yeah, man, yeah, you could say now that everything we did in the shipyard was wrong. There was no health and safety. You know, we didn't have steel cap boats. We didn't have a crash helmet. You know, the language we used say it was all. Bold. Right? And I remember the sun was going down. You could see the dock clock. And I said, wow, look at that sunset. <laughs> you puff. Right? <laughs> you couldn't you, you now, but I look back at it now and I think I can see the I can see the soles of men's feet sitting down inside a ship looking through the stairs and seeing people's feet. I can see all of that. I can smell it. I can taste it. 
So when I'm drawing, I'm drawing, when I'm drawing the rust and the red lead, I'm there. And it's it's all the signs, gaffer's coming, because you guys are fighting that on. You saw 20 years ago. Like this, you know. So all these things, all that communication, all camaraderie, that's what I miss the most. I, I work in isolation. I work in this big room. I walk outside, there's offices and warehouse and all that, and there's people there, of course. But not when I'm working. There's no telephone. There's, you know, I have music on, and there's me. I can't ring up and say, oh, George, how many trees shall I put in this one? You know? <laughs> I can't. It's, it's all down to me. So yeah. When I'm drawing yeah. Middlesbrough, George is there, and I can hear him talking. And I can hear Kenny, and I can hear me dad. You know, and... Yeah. All the things that went on, I can hear the whole thing. So that's that's, and being a child now, I can look at the perspective through my eyes at seven. What I was looking at, also what I was feeling, because drawing and writing three when you're seven, eight, nine, ten in junior school, it's not a good place to be, right? You yeah. get picked on, you get laughed at, and I can't read and write properly as much because I'm dyslexic. So at school, I was just lazy and thick, mm. you know? So I'd get caned off them because I spelled things wrong. And so you, I felt like I was always outside of society, you know, which was really hard. And I couldn't play, I can't play football. <laughs> I, could, I used to kick like Bobby, uh, no, call it, no, yeah, not Bobby Charlton, his brother, Jackie. Jackie. No, easy talk. <clears throat> Now I can kick the ball right down the street, but that's about it. And I was scared to dribble in case I got hurt because everybody was bigger than me, you know. And they could all play football, so I never played for a football club or anything. And I went to the match twice at Erson Park. I was going to say, I was going to say, what are your what are your mem first memories, early memories of Borough and Erson and, and the club? Well, Manchester United were going to play, and George Best was on my bedroom wall. Right, and everybody loved George Best, and we had to go. I think the week before to get a ticket, and we had it was all it was there was snow on the ground. We were sleeping out, out in that all night. It was hundreds of people. Yeah, and we had fire lighters. You put the fire lighters on the snow and set them on fire to keep warm, right? And you got a few minutes sleep, and then the next day you queued up in a long line to get your ticket, right? And I didn't go because I got frightened, right? Yeah. It was that camaraderie was there and that color and the sound, but there was also violent undertones right. in the sound. Mm. It wasn't a nice place for me. I didn't like it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved all about the football and I lived, I lived through the World Cup. You know, when the World Cup was on, we were playing on a field in Beachwood. We were living there then. And these guys came over from the Martin Way and said, oh, can we have a kick about kind of thing? And I said, yeah, which so is the old joint thing. It was North Korea. North Korea. It was really good fun. So there's the head yeah. there's the headline of this video. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And exactly. all that. And I remember Willie Mandarin, John Hick, and Willie Wigan. I cleaned Willie Wigan's car once for 50 pence. <laughs> and all, all the memories are there, yeah. And and all memories come around. Yeah. yeah. I did a show based on soccer, football. 
and how it brings everybody together. It's the only time, like the Olympics, when all the world comes together without thoughts of destruction or, you know, or sadness. And everybody's there for everybody. You know, may the best team win. And I did a piece about that, about the, the green is the flat base. The world comes together. And the idea is to get that ball into that goal, right? If your mate falls over, you pick him up. If your opponent falls over, you pick him up. We're all the same because it's flat. Yeah. And there's rules to work by and be a gentleman and do the game properly. Be true to the game. That was the spirit behind my drawing this. And the longevity of father after uncle after all of the families going to support the football match. And so we did like a, a preview exhibition at the, the um, Institute of Directors in London. And I was on stage doing a question and answer thing like this. Yeah. With George Best, Bobby Charlton, and Gordon Banks. <laughs> right? And to be in the green room with these people. And Bobby Charlton started talking to me like he knew me all my life. <laughs> he started talking about his mother's funeral and all these things, personal things. And I just sat there listening. And as with <laughs> this, this other guy who's a commentator, but I forget his name now. And he said to Bobby Charlton, he said, Sir Bobby, can I ask you a question? And he said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, who was playing substitute in the um, the World Cup? So we didn't have any. He said, we came off the field at half time and everybody was covered in blood. All our legs were all bashed up. And the managers right, get back on and that's what we did. Yeah. And Gordon Banks said, yeah, he was always like that. He said, when they went to South America afterwards, he said, uh, Gordon Banks said he got a bad stomach, right? And he had the runs. Yeah, <laughs> and he says I can't play gaffer, right? And the guys, he says, go and take 10, 10 feet out there, and he rolled the ball on the ground. He said, pick it up, so he did. He said, take another ten feet, and he did it again. He said, right, you're playing. <laughs> <laughs> so you talk, you talk about, um, you talk about kind of passing it down the generations and everything. I mean, how how much do you think that football and a football club? kind of moulds the identity of a town like Middlesbrough, even I, now, you right. know, back yeah. then and now. Yeah, I think always, always, not back there and now because it's going to go right to the future. Yeah. I see the Transporter Bridge as the mother of Middlesbrough, keeping an eye on it. Yeah. The team is the heart of the borough, right? I was in a bar in Perth and everybody was talking with a Middlesbrough accent. I said, this guy, what's going on? And they all, they all these Middlesbrough guys, right? One of them came to the show and I bought a car off him in Richmond at the garage. <laughs> <laughs> and they've got a little borough area, right? And I said, so why are so many people from Middlesbrough here? He said, because it was the first stop on ships. Yeah. Right? yeah. And so generations have grown up there, the Middlesbrough language and knowledge. They were buying my shipyard work because my granddad worked in there. Right? And my, and my yeah. granddad support that team. We support that team. We watch it when it's on the telly. You know, and it's incredible, it's, isn't it? It's all around the world. Yeah. It's all around the world. And that heart doesn't stop. It, it's full of pride. It's full of passion. You know, every town's got faults and hardships. Right? And it's these passions that keep it alive and keep it going. Yeah. There's, a pub, there's a pub in Cincinnati. 
and it's completely covered with pictures of Middlesbrough. The landlord was from the borough. Yeah. It wasn't there the day that I went in. We had fish and chips, these are my American agents, and it was all Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough Fire Station, the police station, the university, the Gazette office, yeah. all around this place. The flags, wow. clothes, the lot. Yeah, it's everywhere. And, and how, how proud are you of being able to, to kind of convey that and, and use that in your art and kind of, you know, present it to a wider audience that, that maybe wouldn't have, you, you know, have, have looked at it in the same way if, if it wasn't being used within an artistic context? Yeah, um, it's once again, when I, when I look back, I didn't have pride as a kid. You don't, you're the kid with one pair of trousers and a pair of shoes, you know? And, but no, God, I'm so proud of it. I'm so grateful of the upbringing that I had to keep me the person I am today. When all this, when all my career took off, and I was like limousines and all the rest of it, I could have went, oh, you know? Yeah. But because of that anchor and that grounding, don't get too big for your shoes, right? Don't forget where you come from. That is anchored me on the ground all the time. And if I was to be pretentious and stupid, my wife would just like kick me out the door. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 just stupid to be like that. I, I I don't have any arty friends because they're arty. You know, I'm like a bricklayer or a plasterer. I haven't lost that. I'm like a shipyard worker. I go to work. I work every day. You're supposed to work, yeah. I started work when I was 15. You know, that's all I've that's all I've known. Yeah. And when so when you're in place, I was in Chicago. I stories are coming in my head all the time now because we're talking about it. And this guy comes in and he said, all dressed up, him and his wife, they were going to the theatre. And they asked if they could have a word. So they, I said, yeah, of course, they came over. And he said, are you from Middlesbrough? <laughs> Middlesbrough, he said, I have so much trouble with the T's part authorities. And I said, oh, do you really, right? And I know the Chief Port Authority because I worked on the river. And I said, well, oh, my, why, why? He said, because I deliver 22,000 tons of steel there every month, and we have so much trouble. <laughs> so it's fantastic. And then I've met, I'll tell you this story. When I, took, when I go to Middlesbrough, they say, does anybody you know, understand me and what's going on with our pictures? Because everybody's not from they don't know where Middlesbrough is. Yeah. Only London and Stratford upon Avon. That's it. <laughs> so I'm talking in New York and I'm saying, well, we had now. So we just did this. When I went to college, you know, I had now. So I just painted. And this woman came up afterwards, right? She's from Israel. Right? She's an ambassador. And um, she said, What's now? Is it like um, is it like like TB or pneumonia? <laughs> right. So yeah, when that happens, when a guy come running in once because he saw the transporter bridge, and he moved to America when he was two from Middlesbrough, and he saw the transporter bridge in the window of this gallery, he came running, cried his eyes out. Right, and that's like. Yeah. That's my job. That's a feeling You must have had people coming up to you from, from all these places who visited Middlesbrough because because of your art, have you? 
Oh, yeah, totally. The first guy that put the transporter bridge on a website was from uh, Indiana, right? Not Middlesbrough. Yeah. Right? And we bought 11 galleries managers over in the 90s, I think it was, or early 2000s, to see Middlesbrough. And we all went on a transporter bridge and the letters go into the cabin at the top. Yeah. Right? And then we drove down to the to shipyards and we went to a factory and showed them Middlesbrough. Yeah. And went back to Yorkshire. So now lots and lots and lots of people know about Middlesbrough. Mm. Yeah. yeah, lots of people. That's and, fantastic. And, and, sorry, when you talk about your football club, you've, you, the football club, you've you've had strong links with the football club over the years. I remember that the previous promotion campaign, you did kind of an up the border campaign, didn't you, with that there? And also with the foundation, you've had strong links with the foundation. And well, you know, an awful lot of money yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm working on an event there now, you know, for Middlesbrough. Well, I'm not going to tell you about it, but yeah, we're working on a big event there. But it's it's good. And, um, and sorry, I've got all of you. All right. It's all right. I, I have to pause it here and put a little edit in. There, um, uh, no, you right. can it's, it's it's not it's not uh, it's not with Middlesbrough. It's not with the seaside. The thing. It's no, it's, the, it's, it's Bernie Slam. It's two football. Bernie Slam. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Gary. Yes. Yes. We're doing yes. a big charity event there, and I'm. Yeah, great. I'm, Friday night, isn't it? Put a picture in it. Yeah. And when I got my doctorate from Middlesbrough University, we had dinner at the football club. And I totally forgot about all the pictures being in there. Right. I walked in, I walked in and I, oh my God. I was blown away. Look where my work is. <laughs> Bloody hell. It's in, <laughs> it's in the borough. Yeah. It's in the borough. You know, it's in every, I've got a piece of work in every FA office in the world. Right? A print, they've all got a, the same print. Brilliant. And so all of them, oh, yeah. I can't tell you a million stories. I'm so proud. Like the hospital's got all my work in. Yeah. You know, and people talk about it all the time. And I work with the hospital to try and promote things. And yeah. I, I can't refuse anything when it comes from the borough. I have to get asked to do all sorts of stuff. Mm. Uh, so hence, we, hence why you're on here. Yeah, I was just about <laughs> to say that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, but the, they're asking me to do something. Uh, it, it's my it's my town, yeah. and it makes me, it make, that makes me so proud. Um, you want to ask me, and yeah. you know the fact that there's a I went with autistic children for seven years in London. I, went, I did art therapy and things like that, and for the Autistic Society to take over a building in South Bank and say, he invited me to a, an opening of another centre. And it was very sneakily done. And they said to me, can we name the building after you? And I was, boom. I was just blown out of I couldn't answer. Yeah. I said, oh, we better talk to Susan. Susan, come here. <laughs> What's <laughs> you know? And it's when I went there to see everybody, I don't know, I just want to start crying. You know, it's just yeah, it's just such a big honor. I want to shout it from the rooftops, but I want to keep it to myself. Yeah, 
Yeah, and and so ju- just um to kind of because we we um we need to wrap up in a sec. But do you um I mean do you still keep an eye on the borough now? Do you still well, you know take an interest in how they're doing under Michael Carey promotion? The, hopefully, what's the Northeast News on the Monday nights for the uh, football roundup? Yeah, and I watch the final scores on the Saturday, and I do that no matter no matter where I am. Really, I watch where the you book. are in the world. I yeah, watch, I watched it by New York. Which was great. I was sat in a pub, and all these Middlesbrough people went. Lots of Middlesbrough people, New uh, Newcastle people. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. Everywhere you go. Yeah. Everywhere. It is the kind of global language, isn't it? as is art, I suppose. Yeah, exactly, exactly. This. Why do Japanese people love my work? And it's in museums. Why? Because yeah. it's. It's universal language. When it's a heart, everybody understands. Why, why do you draw hearts, McKenzie? Because everybody knows what it means. Yeah. It's already done their work for me. So it, it's easy, you know? Um, and and, and, and football, football has been central to a, to an awful lot of your work, hasn't it? The the red, the, the red, the, the, the stadiums walking to the grounds and that, that, yeah. that kind of um, connection with the family and what it brings and what it means. Yeah. The most famous piece I did in football, it was uh, George Best, I got a print of it. And um, imagine Middlesbrough in the dark and a long road going like this with all the houses. And in the distance is the uh, Erson Park, right? And the lights are on and it's all moonlit, star night. And you can see all the red fans here and all the blue fans there and the matches going on. And there's this boy stood about this big in a Middlesbrough uh, uniform on with a ball. And it's called the boy that didn't get a ticket. Because (laughs) I thought I never had a ticket. Because all you do, Mackenzie, is draw. You'll never get a job. That's what I was told at school. Yeah. And then when I met George Best, he kissed me on the lips. And he said, I've wanted to meet you for years. Right? And it's one of the moments in life where you start off not having a ticket, scared to go to the football. And then this hero greets you on the lips in front of 1,300 people having lunch. Wow. So when moments like that happen, you feel like, there's a stamp. You're a human being now. You you do exist. Yeah. You do make a shadow on the ground. You have a face. You know, and that's what my work's done for me, I guess. And the people who supported me, <laughs> use that word, for all my career. If it wasn't for the people who take it home, put it on the wall, I wouldn't have a career like that. I'd be an artist with lots of pictures in his house. <laughs> yeah. You know? So well, listen, that's absolutely, yeah, it's amazing. It's, um, it's been a fantastic. We appreciate so much you giving us um, your time, Mackenzie. We really do. Oh, um, nice to talk. We hope you've all enjoyed watching it. Um, obviously, it's international break this weekend, so no Borough game yeah. to kind of talk about and talk through. But we will be back next week with a couple more You and My Boroughs. Um, and we'll be looking ahead to when the borough are back in action after the international break. But as I say, thanks so much, Mackenzie. It's been a, it's been a real privilege, and I'm sure there's a lot of people um, up here on Teesside that are incredibly proud of you and, and what you're doing for for Middlesbrough. So thank you so much. Yeah, right. thanks so much, Mackenzie. Really appreciate it. Same back. Thank you very much. Thank you. And up the borough.